What's going on? This is Lunch with Claves and Joe here on ClavesOnline.com. You're watching it Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube live right now. And look, Claves and I, we're, we're on separate screens, but look, we're, we're right here. We're I'm next right to each here. other. We are, uh, this is the first That's time we've, right this is the yeah. first time you and I have been together uh, doing a podcast together since what, December, November? So, yeah. yeah, since we were over at uh, yeah. Munganet. Well, it got cold and you ran away. Yeah, well, I readily admit I don't like cold weather. I'm yeah. allergic to it. So no, I don't. I don't blame you. I mean, you can uh, if you can, you can do it. So, I mean, go ahead and do it. Then keep doing it till somebody says you can't do it anymore. Just trust me on that. Hey, we are at the uh, the offices of the Home Loan Experts. Our uh, Ryan Kelly, the uh, the Home Loan Expert, but it's expanded. It's much bigger than that. We are here Huge, man. with you for Huge. the next hour. And we've got a big announcement we're going to make because we have some additions that are going to be uh, the home loan experts. And we're going to have a chance to visit with them a little bit later and talk with them about what's going on. Uh, Cause this business is changing by the minute. Okay. And there's so many things that people probably ought to be aware of. So we are going to have a huge announcement, make a great introduction to what's going to be happening with the home loan expert and uh, some new teammates is the way I like to put it. So we'll get into that in just a bit. But we got a lot to talk about today. We do. I'm not even sure where to start. Well, last week we uh, we did the show on Tuesday last week. And when we talked, um, we weren't sure what was going to happen with baseball. And they quickly got their uh, got their act together and got, uh, got all the agreements and everything settled out. We're going to get a full 162. That starts April seventh. Uh, they actually reported today. You're uh, you're missing the first day. Of well, the stuff I was down already there, informed that not much is going on. They're going to do physicals and do some other things. Uh, MLB security comes in. Player association will come in later this week and kind of go over everything as far as how the season shakes mm-hmm. out. Uh, and then they'll get into it more tomorrow uh, because they start playing games this weekend. So I mean, it's not a lot of time to be fooling around. That's the great thing about the way it works now, you know, players don't have to play themselves in the shape. They just come in ready to go. Everybody's been hitting. Everybody's been throwing. Uh, my concern will be, will pitchers get enough quality innings to get themselves built up for the season? I won't be shocked if Major League Baseball expands the roster yes. through the month of April because pitching is such a huge investment. You don't want to lose a guy because he wasn't ready. And uh, all of a sudden, he's down for the year, and you're staring at each other saying, who thought this was a good idea? So I, I would expect them to expand the rosters. And, you know, the Cardinals would be one of those teams that could benefit from it. So we'll see how that unfolds, but we won't hear that. I don't think we'll hear about that until maybe tomorrow with the latest. Yeah, and we're, you know, we're we're a few weeks behind where they should have started playing games, yeah. uh, about three weeks or so from when games would have normally started. But you would expect most of these pitchers, most of the veterans to have come in here having found a place to throw, having oh, found yeah. a high school yeah. field or facility to throw. It's it's just the game action that they're going to be having to get used to Turn and step in there yeah, yeah, right. against yeah. uh, against. And pitching will be better than what they've been facing. Right. I was talking to a player yesterday, and I said, well, who you been? He said, man, I saw a guy who was throwing like 83 miles an hour. He said, I was all jacked up. It was over with. He said, I wasn't used to it. I said, well, did he have some movement? He said, not enough. So, you know, you can pick up bad habits in that situation. When you don't see legitimate pitching, you can pick up some bad habits. And that he stopped. He said, look, I appreciate you coming out. This ain't going to work. So I think you're going to see guys that are just trying to get the timing down. But I think from a pitching standpoint, the key is for pitchers 
to see legitimate hitters and see how they react to pitches as they throw, which is why, for me, if I'm a manager, I want to see my closers start games. Mm -hmm. Reason being, I want them to see what good hitters, how they're going to react when you throw in a cutter or you throw in a slider or, or the movement on your fastball completely. I want them to see that reaction, and they're not going to see it from a guy who's wearing number 94 on his back late in the ball game. So you need to do that early in the game. So why not start him? Speaking of numbers, I saw Lars Newpark. He changed uh, what numbers. numbers he's he 21 now. now. Oh, so he thinks he went down from 68 down to yeah, 21. Okay. Well, that's a good thing. For yeah. Me. Well, they must believe in him because they normally, you know. Now the only guy, and I go back. I remember when they gave Willie McGee 51, and basically he changed. No, I'm good, and he wore it the rest of his career. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And look, okay, so I was gonna. I mentioned New Bar, so I'll get into this. I, I had it a ways down on my list. Cardinals opening day DH. Is he on the roster no, right now? No, I don't think so. And here's why I say that. Um, what are your options as we speak? And the options, in my opinion, aren't on the team because, A, they don't have a bona fide major league experience left-handed hitter. Mm -hmm. Okay? This team has got all right-handers they need, but they don't have a left-handed hitter. So if you don't have one of them, it's kind of hard to be really a team that – you know, it's going to be difficult to pitch against. So I don't think that person's on the team. Now, you can tell me about Lars Newbar, and I thought he played well in limited time, but he's not going to be a DH. You can tell me about Nolan Gorman. Okay, when did Nolan Gorman have a major league at bat? He hasn't. Right. So what other left-hander do you have in the organization that's ready? So I think they have to go outside. Uh, Edwin Rosario would be a guy i kick the tires on. I don't think Kyle Schwarber is the guy because I think he's going to cost too much. Um, don't be surprised to see them kick the tires on Colin Moran. Now, that Pittsburgh, was a name that was rumored already. Pittsburgh it was rumored a few him, weeks ago, yeah. But this guy used to kill us. So my concern is if he's not around, if he's with us, then who is he going to kill? Because the, the Pirates release you, that ought to tell you all you need to know about where your status is. But He's not going to cost a lot. You can bring him in, and who knows what you can get out of. Here's the other thing I think everybody should pay attention to. For the next week or so, everybody, there's a ton of free agents out there. Look and see how many guys are doing one- and two-year deals. Okay? Yeah. Where, I'm, where I'm going with this is next year, when there's a whole other batch of free agents, now all those one-year guys are going to go right back into the hopper. This is just what the owners want because the market will be flooded with plays. There won't be a premium on guys like there would be in normal years. So you have to think about, do I take as much money as I can early and hope I can get a long-term deal? And there's a lot of guys thinking like that. I'm not sure if that's going to happen except for that exceptional player. So it's going to be fun to see how this game develops over the next year or two. The name that I like out there as far as left-handed bats is Matt Olson from the A's. He, he's still there. He's under contract for a couple more years, but the A's are having a fire sale right now. Yeah. You saw them already trade away Chris Bassett over to the Mets. And so you just want him as a DH? I'm not, not as a DH, but you could also play him, spell him as with Paul Goldschmidt at first, and then Goldschmidt DHs. I, I think so, that's a good combination. And, and you I know, Goldschmidt is – he is in his early 30s no, right now. I, he's no, played he's a lot on. of innings in his career. You know, if you give him two starts at DH a week and you let Olsen play at first, 
you're you're not losing anything defensively there no, either. They're both very good I defensive agree. infielders. I think he's the best defensive first baseman in, in American League. So I got no problem with that. Uh, what's it going to cost? What are you going to have to give up for him? The Yankees have already said they're out on Matt Olson because it was going to cost them too much to go and get him. So the Yankees are looking at just uh, – They might bring Rizzo back. I think that's where they're going to end up because they don't want to get in a bidding war with the Dodgers. Yeah. And the Braves are going to spend a lot of money to try to keep Freeman there too. So I don't think the, I think the Braves are out. I think Freeman, you think they're already out. I think Freeman, so they would only leave well, the Dodgers left. Why, that. Yeah, and here's why: the Braves had all year to get Freddie Freeman done, and I think they kind of disrespected him. He's a Cali boy, so he could easily go back to California and be happy. The Dodgers can afford him, uh, so I, I think in that case, the Braves had their chance. I don't know where they're going to play at first base. Although they were interested in Chapman there for a little bit. So who knows? Matt Chapman, the third. He's the, the I mean, I'm sorry, Olsen. Olsen. Yeah, yeah Olson. Uh, they were interested in him. So who knows? It, it's it's something I, I would just say to everybody, stay tuned. This thing is so fluid. Even as we talk, yeah. somebody's probably doing a deal right now. I that's, mean, I, yeah. That's how, and, and as we monitor our Well, it's been, yeah, it's been 10 minutes since I've refreshed Twitter. Yeah, right. So, so as I. No tell who signed up since we. <laughs> Willie Mays is back. I mean, you just yeah. never know. So, so, I mean, that, that's just how it is. So I would just say stay tuned, folks. Uh, this thing is very fluid, and I think uh, we're going to see some real surprises. And I really think there are some teams we haven't heard from yet. The Cardinals. Philadelphia has made a statement that they think they're in. I think the team that we better be paying attention to, Miami Marlins. They, uh, the Cardinals have already made two moves. They went and they uh, got some more bullpen help. Drew Verhagen, who pitched for the Nippon Ham Fighters in Japan the last two years, and also a um, another right-hander by the name of Nick yeah Nick Wickren. So just, we've seen him before. We've yeah, it's just two guys. You know, it's just well, arms. you know what you need. Arms. Arms you need arms yeah. right now. You need arms uh, because as we learn every year, you go to spring training and we say, "Man, what are we going to do with all these guys?" And I'll be damned if July didn't roll around. We say, man, we need some more pitching. Yep. I mean, that's just how it works. You saw it happen last year. Exactly. You saw it happen last year. And then you saw the, the amount of arms they went up. Yeah. And Luis Garcia. And uh, who's the other left-hander we had? Wade LeBlanc. Yeah. All those guys were, were found on a pile somewhere. And the Cardinals were trying to stockpile guys like that for this year. And those weren't the first guys they found, too. They right. were just constantly bringing in guys exactly. last year. And that was after you looked at the start of the season. You go, That's wow, how, yeah. you got nine starters that they could they could roll you out. You remember Tyler day. Webb was part of that, and he got lit up. They just said, we've seen enough. Mm -hmm. So I, I think that in this case, the Cardinals are going to err on the side of caution and make sure they got more than enough. So if that means you're going to stunt the growth of a, a, a minor league guy, then so be it. I'm going to tell you what this reminds me of. I saw Deion Sanders talking about this recently. We in sports, in college sports, this high school senior, he's in big trouble because now with the portal, uh, high school seniors don't get looked at. Why would I go after Joe Blow over here, who's a Chuckaburger All-American, which means nothing to me, or Steak and Shake All? He, he's not that blue chip guy. Why well, don't I waste my time with this guy when I can go get a guy who's transferring, who's already been coached up, he's more physically positioned to play, and he can help me sooner than a guy I got to make sure he fills out, make sure he goes to class, whole nine yards. I think we're going to see that in baseball because teams are like, look, we don't have time to wait on these guys. We, we need players who can play now. 
and we'll give our minor leagues a chance to grow because of the year that they all missed. The, uh, the one thing I think is going to be asked about the most uh, when you get down to spring training and when Mo starts talking to the media is Trevor Story. And if the Cardinals are in on him, the, the report is that Cardinals are one of four teams that are interested in Trevor Story. We, we've heard it for the past year now that the Cardinals should go and look for a guy like Trevor Story. Is yeah. Now, I think here's one of the reasons why, and we'll take a break after this. I think because of the success the Cardinals have had in fleecing Colorado in the past, <laughs> that's been great. But here's the difference. This, he's a free agent. Mm-hmm. So that money is going to be a lot. And after what Seeger signed for, Story's going to be like, well, hell, I'm almost as good as he is. I mean, oh, you I mean get, uh, not- yes, when Kyle Seeger. Oh, Seeger, Seeger, okay. Dodgers. Yeah. When he signed for the big money, Story was right in that conversation. And there's Korea sitting out there unsigned. So, if you think the story's the answer, I would just warn people about this. Do you think signing a guy for eight years for his injury history and his strikeout totals is worth it for a guy who had a ton of home runs in, of all places, Denver, Colorado? Yeah. I just say bye everywhere. Uh, some other things of note, Carlos Martinez signs a minor league deal with the uh, with the Giants. Sonny Gray traded out of the NL Central, Damn. so the Cardinals uh, won't be facing him now. <laughs> next year. Josh Donaldson, he was traded to, the, uh, to the Yankees. He wasn't going well in Minnesota, yeah. and he'll fit right in, as Bob Nightingale made the point. And they couldn't wait to get uh, Gary Sanchez out of New York. And then uh, two two injuries of note from uh, with all these players that are uh, that are going to uh, camp, reporting to camp today. Um, who the uh, the kid from the Mets? Who was yeah, Pete Alonso. That's uh, I was I wanted to say Paul uh, Paul DeYoung. Pete Alonso. He uh, got to a really bad car accident apparently the other day. Flipped the car over a few times. Had to kick the windshield out to uh, to get out, but showed up to spring training unscathed. That cannot be said for Fernando Tatis Jr., who showed up to spring training with a fractured wrist, out for at least three months. Let me ask you something. Do we know how he fractured? It? In December, he got into that motorcycle accident. Right. So uh, if the down, we have down Dominican, he, he, right? Yeah, I remember when that happened. I had a friend of mine. He gave me a heads up on it, and he said he was in an accident, but I don't know how serious it was. By the way, before we break, I got to just say one thing. I just yeah. saw something that just popped up. You know, I, I love Mike Tomlin and the Pittsburgh Steelers. You know who they just signed? Mm-mm. Mitchell Trubisky. Oh. What in the hell are they smoking in Pittsburgh? Is that not his third team? That is, yeah, he was. Uh, he signed the one-year deal with the Bills last year and backed up Josh Bills, Allen all year. Bears, now mm-hmm. Steelers. Yeah. Well, I hope he's a backup now. Right, it's a that's open season. Yeah. Uh, in I just had to say Big that. Ben. I love the Steelers, but man, I, Trubisky can't yeah. get us anything. Was lost. We got plenty of uh, football stuff to get to today too. Uh, so lots to get to. Also too, I, I, I baseball fans, I recommend you guys go back and look at everything that happened back in November because there was a lot of stuff that happened in November yeah. that I completely forgot about until players started showing up at camps this <laughs> this past weekend. That uh, that you got to remember who's uh, who's on what teams and everybody that signed these big deals and got paid before the lockout happened. So there's there's a lot of homework to go back and uh, and look up over the uh, the next. So we're gonna do like they do. uh, You ever seen that that thing on the NBA on TNT at the beginning of the year? 
mm -hmm. segment called Who He Play For. Yeah. And they, they roll these pictures right. of players on. They ask Charles, who does he play for? And Charles. Well, that's a, that, he doesn't right. even know those names. Yeah, yeah. Like, he's he never heard of those. Knows, he barely knows the teams <laughs> in the league, let alone the names of the players. <laughs> like, it, it, I, today, I realized that Noah Syndergaard was traded to the Angels. Completely forgot yeah. about that. No, he until signed, I talk, no, he signed as a free agent. It was a one-year yeah, one one year deal year there, deal. but it wasn't until I saw Max right. Scherzer show up at Mets camp, and I was like, oh, Scherzer, DeGrom, and Syndergaard. I was like, wait a second. No, yeah. Syndergaard, he went out to L.A. Like, they, it's not the big three-headed monster out there. He's with a completely different team. So it's it's trying to keep up with all this. And then, yeah, Stephen Met, uh, Matz. Yeah. It, they kind of reintroduced him and <laughs> showing clips. Stay it was true. like, oh, yeah, I, I was – there for his press you know the, the zoom do. press conference that they did back then so that's how that's how long ago that was hey we need to take a break uh this is lunch with claves and joe we are powered by Ameren, illinois driven by Munganass st louis acura hey also we are being fed today by the uh, the folks at bootleg and barbecue i was out there last week at bootleg and bob so we got pizzas over here that we are uh, we're amazing when we bring here. gifts like that they disappear yeah. 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 Everybody here is already there. <laughs> <laughs> we did something right today. We're at the home. We're at the world headquarters of the home loan expert today. We are. So uh, this is why we got a different setup, and we got a big announcement. We're going to come to you back, talk to you back about in just a bit. But uh, this is where we're at today, and it's always good to be out here visiting with the go folks from the home loan expert Ryan Kelly and the great team and some new teammates. We're going to talk about when we come back after this. The future of electric vehicles is beginning to grow across the Midwest, but there's a lot of work to be done before most people will feel comfortable switching from gas to EV. Ameren, Illinois President and Chairman Richard Mart gives us some insight into how they're preparing by adding more electric vehicle charging stations. Our vision is to basically have charging stations every 60 or miles or so, you know, from Cook County all the way to the tip of the state down to the Kentucky area mm -hmm. and then across the state east and west going toward Kansas and Iowa uh, to, the, to the west and going toward Indiana uh, uh, to the east. And so uh, we, we feel that uh, within the next few years, we'll probably add, probably, you know, we're hoping to add 60 to, to 70 a year over the next five years to really complete that infrastructure for the entire Midwest. In fact, uh, the Midwest now has all the utilities in the Midwest are joining together to coordinate that. So, uh, which is the first time it's ever happened that you've had Wisconsin say, okay, we're going to build our charging stations here, and Illinois say, okay, well, we can tap on here in Missouri. This makes sense for us. So we can expand that north, south, east, and west by coordinating with other utilities. Back here, it's lunch with Klaibs and Joe here on ClaibsOnline.com. You're watching Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube right now. Podcast will be up, uh, available today on all platforms as we are at the Home Loan Experts uh, studios here at their headquarters in Brentwood, uh, powered by Ameren, Illinois, driven by Munganass St. Louis Acura. And, and Klaibs, you're, uh, you're, you've got some people. That well, introduced. we have some people, some very special people, first of all. Uh, we want to welcome on board some of our newest teammates with the Home Loan Expert. We're talking about James and Jason Gillespie. They have been at this business for a long, long time, and now you guys are part of one of the biggest outfits in the country. 
and you guys have already established yourselves being in the mortgage business, but now being involved with the home loan expert. First of all, welcome to the team. Thank you, Mike. Thank, thank you, thank you. Much appreciated. Happy 314 day. That's right, 314 day. All right, so this is a father and son combination here. So how did this whole thing come about? Well, originally I started in this business roughly about 30 years ago. And so you've seen a lot in this business. Oh, no doubt, no doubt. I started years ago and Jason saw the activity that I was doing over the years as a, as a kid and through high school and college for him. And once he graduated from college, he was trying to determine what direction he's going in regards to his career. So I mentioned to him, I said, hey, you can try mortgages, but remember now it's it's not the easiest, but we'll, you know, if you're interested. He's not the consistent person, 15th of the month child. Exactly. However, when it happens, it happens well. Exactly. And I, love, I love to share that story too, because I was working in the hospitality industry and my father's like, you want to keep working these crazy hours on holidays and weekends and he was like, why don't you join me? I can show you a better way. Better ways to come. And you guys have been together. So what what inspired you guys to continue this business? I mean, you know, you invited him in. When did you realize this was going to work? Because sometimes you see families get involved and maybe they say, you know what, Dad, maybe this isn't for me. Or Dad says, you know what, son, you're right. This isn't for you. But that's not the case with you two. Right. I uh, over the years I've seen Jason's personality, his his uh, his work ethic. Even when he mentioned he was at the hotel and his personality and so forth, and I say, okay, you know what? I think he would be a great mortgage banker. Okay, just based on his work ethic, ethic, and his personality and being a people person. Okay, um, obviously when he joined with me, he began to see the challenges that we had in this business, and. We had some issues in the beginning part. He's been with me, what, four or five years now. So uh, in the beginning, we had some challenges. And uh, I sat down and talked to him. I said, look, son, you know, there are certain things we have to make the approach on. And obviously, he's grabbed that. He's understood exactly what I've done. And he's really exceeding this business real, real well now. Now, the mortgage business is a fast one. Or for our viewers who just only think about a loan for a house or a mm -hmm. refi, mm -hmm. there's a lot of different products out there these days. Yes, and for a lot of different people, talk if you will about some of the things that maybe people don't hear enough about that maybe they should start paying a little bit more attention to. And, and I know you guys have the answers, but what are some of the things that are out there right now that you think maybe people should be more engaged about? Um, I would say we have down payment assistance programs for many buyers who are looking to buy a first home and they don't have the means necessarily. We have programs to help them out. Uh, we have programs for teachers where we were, since you know, during COVID with everything going on, we created a teacher appreciation program where any teachers that buy or refi with us, we'll get a $500 Target gift card at closing. That's huge. Yeah, that's huge. Yes. I mean, yeah. especially what teachers go through today because if that's they had me as a student, they'd probably be doing something else for a living. <laughs> Same here, Mike. I was no day at the beach, as, I, as <laughs> I've been told. Uh, you guys are also, one of the things that I appreciate about what Ryan has been doing for a number of years, and James, you and Jason have, have certainly done that as well, is being community involved and, and finding things to, to give back. Because people, as I've always said, buying a home is the biggest investment a person makes other than their children. Yes, sir. But for you guys, you guys have decided to get more in community involved Talk about some of the things you guys are doing that you like for people to know about. Maybe they might want to get involved. 
we uh, a lot of times we go out and do community uh, seminars for, for our clients, explaining to them about the mortgage business and the different products that we have. Uh, we like to also attend a lot of first responders, uh, firemen, ambulance. Yeah. Uh, we, we go to a lot of those guys that drop just, off lunch, drop off lunch and let them know that we're here for them in the community. Um, uh, we've attended a lot of down payment assistance programs where we do seminars for those guys in that in the community. So there are several things that we get involved with. Is there any I would like to add a couple too. What's that? Uh, we did Operation Food Drop recently. Yeah, we did that. Where we packed up tons of bags for families. Probably, right. I think we fed about 5,000 families. Yes, sir. It was a group of us. So we were just in there for hours packing lunch bags for right. families. Well, that's important because, you know, while you guys have had success in the business, it's always great to give something back. But my final question for you, we talked about some of the loan packages and, and, and some of the products that are out there. What's the one thing you guys run across when people think about buying a house, they hear about it, and they hear about all the things that come in as far as the challenges are concerned. What's the one thing you'd like for somebody to call you about to remind them that, hey, we can help you get this done easier than maybe what you've been told? Uh, I'll start out and you may want to finish up. Um, one of the Obviously, the, the questions that I like clients to reach out for me, a lot of times people are reluctant to apply for a loan based on credit. And what I like for them to do is call me. Let's talk about it. Because if you're not prepared based on credit, then eventually I can get you prepared to be able to purchase a new home. So I don't I never want a person to sit back and say, well, I'm not sure. I'm just reluctant to moving forward. Call me. Let's talk about it. Let's see what I can do to get you set up, whether I refer you to credit repair or whomever to get you on track. So I ne never want to uh, tell an individual not to call me. Please mm -hmm. call me. And I, I agree 100 percent that um, I was trying to think of a different answer, but that's the one that most people, when they come to us, they're reluctant. Oh, I don't know if my credit scores. I don't right. know if right. mainly credit. So we can definitely always help them and put them in the right direction. That's correct. Credit that's correct. All right. So. I was just saying, has Ryan tried to talk you into climbing a mountain with him yet? We've actually done that. Yeah, really? Yeah, we, uh, what was it, back in Appalachian October, Trail. In October, we went to the highest peak in Georgia. And uh, we, uh, 11 miles. We walked, we hiked, hiked, we hiked through the woods miles. with Ryan. Yeah. yeah. My highest peak is Art Hill over the <laughs> That's about as high as I want to go. Uh, right. I'm gonna, we're sending him out on one of these next year. Yeah. So Please uh, do. He yeah. would love it. Yeah. Oh, it was great. I, now, we then did. we'd be looking for a replacement for the show. Right. Find him on a mountain range. Right. Uh, it's definitely a challenge. It's a challenge. Love. It's a challenge. And uh, it was three days of uh, hiking. And I'll be honest with you, I only did two. And Jason did all three. Yeah. So, because uh, we camped there the whole weekend. Yeah, we well, did. somebody had to watch the provisions. Yeah, I had to <laughs> make sure. Make sure the beer was cold. When it was <laughs> <laughs> all right. So, final question because we talked about a lot of things here, but we haven't talked about what's the best way people can find a home loan expert. The way people can reach out to me, and I'm sure Jason will share his as well. I have an application link by the name of James G loans.com you can reach out and then obviously my email is james.gillespie at the home loan expert.com and phone number my phone number is 314-369-8199 that's my cell so i can be reached at any time so all right yeah.
Jason. And for me, uh, you can go to www.jasonknowsloans.com. Jasonknowsloans.com. My phone number is 314-262-2504. All right. We're going to make sure we get those numbers and emails out there for everybody to check out. Fellas, welcome to the team. Thank it's you. It's going to be a blast. Cannot Thank wait you. to see how things grow with you guys. And, of course, we'll be doing this periodically because as we're learning in this business, there's always a new product that all of a sudden becomes hot. And with interest rates fluctuating as we're starting to see them kind of rise a little bit, maybe we're going to have to make a little detour to find a way to get people back into the home business and certainly the mortgage business as a whole and refinancing to come with it. So That's correct. Thank you, gentlemen. No, thank you, Mike. I'm excited you, to work John. with you guys. We much appreciated. Thank you. We're going to take a break. When we come back, we got a whole lot more. Yeah, we, what, we, we got a lot of stuff. We, to got, talk we got brackets. We got brackets. We got We'll get to it. No, <laughs> I, have, you know, I say that only because I'm not the guy on Sunday night that already had. I, I put a little thought into it, so that's why I'm not. You know, but we well, can it's talk Monday about afternoon it. now, so <laughs> I'll, be I'll be ready. Okay, I'll be ready. All right, you're looking to a three-time winner of, of the brackets in, in spring training. Huh? Okay, yeah. who are you going up against for that? I've won. I've won it three times in. No, I'm asking who you're going like well, I mean, your competition with this because that's everybody says a lot too. I mean okay. the players, okay, players, media, uh, you name it. Rick Hummel walks around, the commission, he's mm -hmm. been doing this forever. Mm -hmm. And he says, Here are your sheets. And the sheets cost X amount of ice cream cones for, mm -hmm. for tax purposes. Mm -hmm. And uh, you purchase a sheet. Some people purchase more than one. I tell them all I need is one. Mm -hmm. And uh you know, we'll, uh, we'll, you know, I've ended up cashing some nice certificates for ice cream cones. <laughs> <laughs> and then, you know, but the fun part about it is, like, you have two guys that on, on Final Four, the, the championship game, and, you know, some people will make a deal, so that just split the money now. And some guys will do it. Some guys say, no, I think I can win. So it's a lot of fun. Mm -hmm. But uh, it's, we've had a lot of fun with it, and Beautiful. I'm looking forward to it. Hey, it's Lunch with Claves and Joe here on ClavesOnline.com, powered by Amron, Illinois, driven by Munganass St. Louis Acura, and sponsored by Ryan Kelly, the Home Loan Expert. Find them online at thehomeloanexpert.com. St. Louis Acura is the only Acura dealer in the nation to win the Precision Team Award for 30 years. How do we do it? By making you, our customers, our number one priority. As others increase their fees and take advantage of limited inventory, we keep our prices low because we remain committed to becoming better than ever and treating you as we want to be treated. We want you coming back and sending your friends and family to a veteran-owned, family-based business you can trust. St. Louis Acura, better than ever for you. And, uh, Hi, I'm Ryan Kelly with TheHomeLoanExpert.com. High interest rate credit cards starting to build up? Is it time to make some home remodeling projects a reality? Well, our average client received over $54,000 with a simple cash out refinance. What would you do with an extra $54,000? Let's get the process started today. Apply online at TheHomeLoanExpert.com. Hey, we're back here at lunch with Claves and Joe from the Home Loan Expert offices oh, here in Brentwood. There you go. You, you see it. You, I mean, you I'm sorry. However you, whatever you want to do. There you go. You, you see what you look like on the screen. We're, we're yeah. Got, got some new new tech. I know. New, I'm uh, impressed. Equipment man. and everything. Yeah, this is really cool. Really cool. I mean, you go, yeah, you go away down to Florida and I just spend all your money. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> 
so is everybody else, apparently. <laughs> Hey, um, that nice, uh, nice meeting there with uh, the Gillespies, Jason Listen, and James. I've known, I've known James forever, and I trust him and what he's been able to do. He's grown his own business, and now hooking up with Ryan Kelly and, and that outfit, it's a perfect combination. So I'm excited for him. We uh, so last night, uh, you you we talked about before the break. Brackets were uh, were revealed. The field of 68. This weekend's probably the most college basketball I've watched all year. I was. Uh, you didn't have a choice. It was on every channel. It was, and I was kind of okay. Let's let's see what's going on here, yeah. and uh, wanted to check out the Illini, but they got knocked out real quick, and that that kind of. How did Western do? Are they in? I didn't know. I mean, like, I, no. I didn't see them. No, still. I mean, they're, they're what, what league are they in? They're the Summit League. Summit. Who Summit, won the South Summit Dakota. League? I, I, I'm going to oh, say yeah, they're South good. Dakota State. South Dakota State always seems no, to they're go pretty into good. It. Yeah, no, I've, I've seen them before. It's uh, they they got Providence. They're a 13 seed, so they got they got Providence. But Maybe it's Providence. I mean, they're they're every year. Every year there are schools that are on this list that I've never heard of in my life. And it's like, oh, they just got bumped up to Division One two years ago. And now they're already in the tournament. And I'm sitting there, and I was like, Western has still never, ever, ever made yeah. the NCAA tournament. Like Lindenwood's going to make the NCAA tournament before Western does. Yeah. They have an emphasis on other sports, obviously. Who? Western. No. Oh, well. No. They used to be football. I mean, they, yeah, they every year they used to. Change, yeah. Every year they would. They now used they're to put the ones, one guy in the league. The ones in Macomb. Yeah, yeah, I've been to Macomb. Yeah, every year they would put like one guy in the league, and uh, it, you know, Brian Cox is a Western Brian Cox, yeah. Rodney Harrison. Yeah. There's a kid. There's a guy in the, in the Chiefs right now. Uh, Khalil Saunders is his name. He's you know he won a Super Bowl his rookie year with uh, with them. Was in their rotation on their D line, and you know it's just one of these days. One of these days I want to go where where I mean wherever. You know, they could have been playing Gonzaga. They could be Georgia State. That, that could be Western right now. I would have flown to Portland to watch them get run get by early. 70 yeah, get, get by, <laughs> by get Gonzaga. I would have gone there, and I would have watched that. But the uh, yeah, brackets are out. I uh, Illinois, after – it didn't cost them too much. I think they would have been – they could have moved up to a three seed if they would have made a deep run in the Big Ten tournament. They still get a four seed, though. As uh, they they are in um, they're they're in the Arizona. So the, the let me South. give you my philosophy yeah. on seeding and brackets. Um, there's going to be a team that's going to win six games in a row, only one. But along the way, you're going to have to beat a good team. So when people are like, oh, they put us in the wrong bracket, what were you dodging somebody? Mm -hmm. If you're a good team, you got to play them. You're going to play a good team no matter what. So why do we make such a big issue of it? Uh, unless you're not sure that you can win. If you're not sure that you can win, then, you know, you fit in with everybody else. But I, I've always felt like, hey, man, let's just get it over with. We're going to have to beat a good team somewhere along the way. Matter of fact, probably have to beat more than one good team. We didn't talk about it much. Uh, we didn't talk about it all last week. But last weekend, Coach K coached his very last game at Duke, at Cameron yeah. Indoor Stadium. This is his last year. He's retiring after this season. Duke gets a the two seed. They're in the bracket with Gonzaga. Those kids, I mean, you saw, I don't know if you watched much of the ceremony, the Coach K yeah, ceremony. Yeah. I mean, it just it, the camera shots into the crowd, and you just see it every time. You're like, oh, shit, that's that's him. That's yeah. it. And you just, it brings you back to just how many great players, great NBA players that he coached throughout his year. These kids have a lot of pressure on them yeah. to send him out. And they're all top. young, too. They're mm -hmm. all freshmen, sophomores. And you make a very good point. And I'm not sure if we're ever going to see that again. 
where that many players from a prominent program mm -hmm. come back. Remember, Dean Smith kind of retired after the season and there was no formal announcement. Uh, but when you look at coaches today who've had that sort of success, I'm just not sure who that next guy is going to be. I mean, when you talk like and, so, and also like Jim, a relationship. Like, yeah, that's what was, like Jim Beheim has been at Syracuse for so long. And yeah, but outside of Carmelo, name me, name me the second one. Name Derek me. Coleman. Okay, Derek Coleman. Uh, Pearl Washington was an incredible college player. Oh, he's had some good play. He just couldn't coach. But I'm just saying, name name those guys after. I mean, just, yeah, no, no, you you're right. Like as far Duke, as yeah, you list, look at the list of people right. from Duke yeah. and the ones that yeah. that came through. I mean, whenever Bill Self hangs it up at Kansas, he'll bring some names. He'll bring a lot of college names, not as many pro names. Right. But I think what you're saying with regard to Shashevsky, so many guys went to the NBA. Right. Now, not all of them had great careers, but they probably carried the torch better than a lot of other pros. I mean, they, you know, a guy like Christian Leitner didn't have a great NBA career, but you know what? You he's can got tell a gold medal. Right. He's, he's got a team. gold medal. You knew that he put in minutes. Yeah. In the league, and you know what? Shane Battier was, was never like Shane Battier was never you know yeah. all NBA, but he played some damn good defense no, for the Memphis Grizzlies. Yeah, no, I mean his impact, his footprint is something that we will certainly appreciate uh, as far as what he's been able to do. Uh, but like I said, I don't know if we'll ever see another gathering like that uh, ever. Mm -hmm. I mean, you know, I think the last time I saw a gathering like that was when Gene Stallings retired at Alabama and they had this dinner. I'll uh, never forget it. And they had, the DS was five levels. I think it was five grand a pop to sit there. And every player you could think of that played for him during those runs was there. Um, even when they celebrated the undefeated championship team a few years ago, virtually every player showed up, including Dabo Sweeney. They scheduled the game where Sweeney wasn't coaching that weekend. So everybody showed up. And ironically, that was the week he had a heart attack. He had a heart attack on Sunday. And they didn't think he was going to be there. And at halftime, this big uh, SUV pulls up, and he gets out on a cane, and he says, if y'all didn't think Coach was going to be here, y'all really didn't know Gene Stallings. <laughs> but those moments are so rare today. So that's what you mentioned. I mean, Nick Saban, when Nick Saban retires, yeah, when Nick goes, there will be a lot. Yeah, if, they, if they are able to do something like that. And yeah. when you think about it, I mean, a mm -hmm. lot, I mean, all those guys they were showing at Duke, like Jason Tatum wasn't there. He was playing. Yeah. I was, yeah. was going to say out of all those, when you I think, think back guy, to guys that are currently playing in the yeah. NBA, Kyrie, the, another guy who yeah. was there for 20 minutes. I tell if you, they were guy playing Brooklyn, Kyrie could have made it to that, uh, yeah, you wouldn't have to wear his mask. Right. I'll tell you a guy, though, that I was interested in, and I don't know whether he was coaching, but I was Tommy Amaker. Because, you know, in the book, he, you know, the president wanted Tommy Amaker. Krzyzewski wanted Scherzer, the guy, Shire, Shire. Shire, the guy they have now. And there was a little bit of an issue there. So I guess Tommy was coaching the Hofstra at that point. But anyway, I think it's going to be a fun tournament. Um, because while the standard teams that we're all accustomed to watching, they're always going to be picked. I still think there's a lot of teams in this thing that can make it very interesting. And here's how this thing normally works. You face a team you're not familiar with. You see them on tape. But what happens if one of your guys gets in, gets two fouls early? Yep. And then you start to get yourself in an in a, uh, impatient mode where things aren't falling. 
this team starts to play with more energy. They get a guy that plays out of his mind, and all of a sudden it's a five-minute ball game, and you don't have enough horses because you got a guy sitting on the bench. Those are the games I think that can make it interesting. On the other side of that coin, as you mentioned, with Gonzaga playing Western Illinois, there's going to be some boat races here too. I mean, they're going Georgia to be some State, teams. Georgia State. Yeah, they're going to they, be they would have beat Western by 100. They'll beat Georgia State by 70. Yeah, they're going to get some teams that's going to be pushed in the Pacific Ocean. Yeah. So, uh, but here's what I also feel. I think that what we need to start paying attention to, you and me and people in this court or the country, these teams out west are, are legit. The only reason why we don't talk about them is we just don't see them a lot. No. But I got news for you. Arizona, UCLA, those teams can play with anybody. USC can play with anybody. I don't know if they're in. I don't think they got in. Did they get in? USC. Um, they were a team them, yeah. that was on the cusp. Uh, and, you know, there's some teams in the Midwest. But here's what I also say to people about not getting in the tournament. Win one more game. Yeah. And St. Louis Shoe is a classic. You can hey, pick, yeah, if St. Louis Shoe would play eight minutes. Mm-hmm. Better if they'd had eight minutes back in the season where they gave those three home games away at home, they'd be in the tournament. USC is uh, they're a seven seed yeah, in the Midwest bracket, taking on uh, taking on Miami. One thing that you know, I, I can't remember the last time that, that I've seen something like this LSU in the tournament in that Midwest, they're a six seed there. Well, they got with a, a coach. without a coach. Yeah. They, they, how many times have you seen a coach get fired? Yeah, between the conference tournament and the NCAA tournament, Steve a Fisher, coach gets when fired took over for uh. Who was the guy in Michigan? Remember when he announced he was going, he was leaving, mm-hmm. and they shit canned him, or they let him go, and and uh, Bo Schimblecker was the uh, athletic director. He said a Michigan man is going to be coaching our team in the tournament, and they let Steve Fisher go. Mm-hmm. I can't think of the guy who was the coach at the time, but that's how Fisher got the job, and all of a sudden he gets him to the Final Four. So, yeah, uh, it happens, but not not in this situation. But I think the LSU had to do it. Because Will Wade had gone off the reservation. He didn't want to talk to the NCA. He refused to talk to the administration. You can't do that. I'm mm-hmm. sorry. It was just too many violations in this guy's pocket. And I don't care how many wins he had. The SEC has a lot of coaching uh, openings. You mentioned the LSU one. The uh, Mike White, who was the head coach at Florida. He coming. He said, <laughs> he I'm j- getting the hell out of here. <laughs> he yeah. jumped over to Georgia yeah. after Georgia let go Tom Crean. Yeah. And Mizzou let go Quanzo uh, Martin. I think those are the only ones that probably would be in danger. I think everybody else is pretty safe. Where's Mizzou go with that job? I think Missouri has to reinvent themselves. They've got to think outside the box. I've heard different names in the past. Uh, None of them excite me. But I don't know if Missouri job is an exciting job. There's no tradition. They don't draw. Mm. Um, they're in the SEC. That's the only attraction. They're in the SEC. Other than that, what is Missouri off? Nice building that nobody's in. They haven't been able to have any sort of consistency. How many coaches since Norm has gone? Quinn, Frank Hay, Mike Anderson, uh, Kim Anderson, Conzo. That's five coaches in less than 20 years. So there, there's your problem. Uh, and, and Frank Hay is out there. No, yeah, he's available. Out there. He's available. Well, I, I guarantee you this. I guarantee you Tulsa's getting ready to get investigated. Yeah. I guarantee. <laughs> so you mentioned Coach K. I went, I went and I did the uh I, I did the research on this. He was 33 when Duke hired him. Mm-hmm. Back from uh got him from Army. Yeah. Kim English is 33. 
Why not? What? What? Do, you just mentioned everything. Okay, I, you I, just I, mentioned everything well, that Mizzou we, okay. doesn't have very as far as being an attractive job. Very simple. So why not bring back Mike one Krzyzewski, of their biggest stars? Mike Krzyzewski played in a situation and worked with Bob Knight, mm -hmm. who really kind of pointed him in a direction. Worked at Army and made Army a competitive team. Kim English has been a head coach for one year. Mm -hmm. George Mason. They're they're in the tournament, right? They're in the tournament. I, I, I didn't no, see they're not. I no, they're not. They're not in the tournament. So what we have to do is get out of this mindset of always bringing our guys back, especially when they haven't proven anything yet. If Kim English was two years out, three years out, and he was competitive, I'd certainly kick the tires on. But I'm not doing. And that he's been on the years. bench for a while. He has. He has. This isn't just you know. George Mason didn't just say, "Hey, you want a job?" and give it to him. Like he he worked his way up to. A head coaching that's, job. That's true. But if you're going to sit here and say that there's nothing appealing about Mizzou basketball there job, is. why not just say, you know what? That, because who else is out there? Rick Pitino? No, I don't know. I mean, Rick Marshall? Why, no, I don't want retreads. And see, I'm, I'm different on this coaching front. I never turn TV on to watch a guy coach. You know what I turn him on? I watch him coach players up. Mm -hmm. And I haven't seen enough. Of Kim English, Kim English in the same conference Missouri's. I mean, St. Louis using, mm -hmm. and I don't think much of the A10. So, and I'm not saying he's not a guy that I wouldn't consider. If all else fails, and if I can surround him with competent assistants, see, Conzo got himself in trouble. He didn't have enough assistants who could recruit players. That was his mistake. So, if you can get competent assistants who aren't going to get you on probation, I kick the tires off. I'd like to have a little bit more senior presence as far as a guy who may i'll give you a good example a guy that was up in martelli who was up in michigan when when uh, juan howard got suspended they threw phil in there and he, he got him back in the, got him back in the game how old is he though but i'm not saying i want to film martelli right. but i want somebody who has no aspiration to be a head coach but still loves the game enough to help mentor a young person up it's uh when do you think they make that uh that announcement higher how they long? need to make it soon because he's going to get his ass on the road and go find some players. Yeah. You know, uh, the, the challenge that comes with that is how can you interview guys when most of the guys you're looking at are, are in the tournament? So you have to make sure you, you get some space where he can say, hey, look, we just love to talk to you, have an initial conversation, let us do our homework, we'll come back and make you an offer. And you probably do that either after they, they lose or the Monday after they go to the next round. So let's say the guy you're interested in is coaching at one of these schools and they win the first round. Guess what? We're interviewing him on Monday. And we're going to make a decision maybe on Tuesday. So by Wednesday, he already knows he's got a job to go to. So, But he's already been focused on the next weekend of games. We uh we have gone and talked a whole lot without getting into any NFL stuff. And they what happened uh, in the NFL? As, I, as I'm looking right now, I'm just uh, I'm scrolling through at the uh, at the moment to see what we might have missed here recently because every time uh, that what free agency started 11 a.m. Central for the NFL today their their yeah. new league season but leading up to that so last year their last week we were on on Tuesday we had the Aaron Rodgers news on our uh, mm -hmm. to start the show and then the Russell Wilson news broke yeah after that so since then. You look uh, quarterback-wise, Matt Ryan restructures his deal. He's staying down there in Atlanta. 
the Chargers realized that they needed to some pass rushing in that AFC West now that Russell Wilson and Patrick Mahomes were there. So they go and they get Khalil Mack from the uh, from the Bears. Amari Cooper traded to the Browns, and then uh, this uh, the, the Tom Brady comes back after two weeks of being at home, or I guess two months, two weeks. I'll be anxious to see what free agents sign with Tampa now because they got some holes. They mm-hmm. have some holes in the offensive line. You got uh, O.J. Howard and Gronkowski. They're both free agents. They need to make a decision about receivers. They they have some things that they need to address, like, in the next 10 minutes. And Gronk's either retiring or he's playing with Brady. Yeah, but you still need some – you know, Gronk, as great as he is, has a propensity to get hurt. So, you know, you might want to bring Howard back also. Yeah. The uh, as, um, as I'm just scrolling through, I'm just going to Ian Rappaport's uh, account. I'm just scrolling through because that's usually the best way to figure out stuff like this. You mentioned the Mitchell Trubisky signing there. Deshaun Watson is going to be an interesting name because Very interesting. The last year. So the, the big thing to remember with Deshaun Watson is he wasn't suspended last year. No. He was never punished last no. year. The Texans just said, we just, don't want to deal with yeah. that this year. You we'll just pay. Yeah, you you just sit yeah. on the bench and be inactive all season long. The charges have all been dropped against him. He is now out of the woods with that. The NFL can still go back and say, you know what? Everything you did was still shady. It was against our, you know, yeah, we don't like could. it. We, you, you're going to be suspended the first two games of the season. They could. But they've done it before. They could. And, and you know what? I think if I had a chance to get Deshaun Watson knowing I wasn't going to have him for the first two games or whatever, I'd still go after him. Mm-hmm. So I'm not going to let that hinder my situation. I'm going to have a good backup quarterback and say, hey, kid, here's your chance to earn some stripes for yourself. But I think overall um, I'll be anxious to see what Houston's now going to ask for. And it may reward them with their patience. Now, here's a question for you. When you make these deals, and, and I, the Seattle Green Bay, the Seattle Denver deal is a classic example. You know what Denver says? You know what? If we're as really good as we think we can be with Russell Wilson, all we're doing is trading second round draft choices because we'll be so back in the first yeah. round, it won't make a difference. That guy can't help us. So if you're a team that you're doing business with, you got to look at their draft situation to see how quickly can they get healthy with Deshaun Watson. Is it a year? Is it two years? So do you front load the picks you want up front and then stagger them down the road? Or do you say, no, we want this year's pick and next year's pick because we don't think we're going to be good enough. You'll move up, but we think we can be better with the picks. What's your favorite Kirk Cousins memory with the uh, Vikings? The fact that he signed another contract. That's I was going to ask what what he's done in his career there to make the money. Forty million this year, thirty-five million. Uh, I don't get. Yeah, it. I don't get. It. I mean, Joe Cap and Fran Tarkenton have to be rolling over their graves right now, looking at what this <laughs> this guy's getting. And he hadn't done anything, anything. <laughs> I just showed you how desperate this league is for guys who can throw football. Uh, hey, uh, before we wrap up here, the players uh, down at uh, down at Sawgrass wrapping up today. Uh, the weather was uh, terrible. Yeah, when I was leaving Florida. They said we were going to have some really bad weather up north, and they got everything they asked for and then some. Um, I know Harold Varner kind of made a comeback yesterday, Harold Varner the third, and he was catching some heat. By the way, do we have time for one other thing? Yeah, what do you want? What do you got? This Naomi Osaka. 
I don't know if you saw that. I situation. haven't seen this. Okay, no. so I'm bringing fan, up the leaderboard for the players. So she was playing in Indian Wells, right? And a fan heckled her, and she broke down, had a breakdown, and then wanted to talk to the crowd. And no, no, we got to play some tennis. She ended up losing, and then she talked to the crowd. I, I think we got to make some decisions on whether she really has what it takes to deal with this. Now, obviously, Indian Wells has been a very vicious place to play. The Williams sisters didn't go back there for almost 10 years, but the way they were treated. Uh, I don't want to say it was a racial issue, but the Indian Wells crowds have been vicious. And I just say to Naomi, I don't know if it's going to get any better before it gets worse. So you got to make a decision on if you're going to let this impact you, because if you are, it's going to be hard. I'm not saying it's right, but that's our society and how we treat athletes today. Right now at the uh, at the players, it um, it looks like Varner has fallen back a bit. He's at minus six. The leader is uh, C. A. Smith. Uh, it was at uh, Smith is leading. Um, trying to get a first name here on whoever that is. So what is, what is, what's his number? PGA? No, I mean, what, what is he? What is he leading? Oh, minus 10. He's at minus 10 right now. And uh, as uh, Smith, Knox, uh, Lahiri, Casey, Kisner. So all those guys can be beaten. Yeah. All right. As they're, they're getting through there. And Varner's on the, is at even for today. He's on the fifth hole, minus six Same overall. Time. For that, you are heading down to spring training, back down to back Florida there. tomorrow. So you're going to be back there tomorrow or Wednesday? I'll be there tomorrow. You'll be there tomorrow? I'll be there tomorrow. All right. So we'll have uh, plenty of stuff we'll uh, have some. on Claves Online yes, for sir. that. As they, uh, and that's too. Hey, the, the, the locker rooms are open. Clubhouses are open. We'll see how this whole thing So works. you can actually talk to players. No more Zooms. That's what Zooms I saw. I, I completely forgot about that last week. I saw Mo's talking. And I see all these quotes on there. And I was like, damn, I'm not on the list again. I didn't get the invite for it. Yeah, and then I remembered there is no invite. And the only people that were uh, that were posting quotes from the yeah. press conference were, were those that are actually there in person. But now it looks like more and more people are heading down there to, well, to Jupiter. So we'll games start this weekend. I'm looking forward to it. Astros on Friday, is it? It's Friday. I believe it's Friday Yeah, evening. I think it's Friday evening. Yeah. I think you guys they got are a at nice the, show. It's 15 minutes from the ballpark. Yeah, the Sorry, ballpark at the yeah. Palm Beaches. Yeah. I like uh, that place. It is nice. Yeah, it's cool. Yeah, so, we, uh, so we'll have plenty of coverage there. Rammer and I did our first Daily Cards Live last week. We're going to do another one this week before they start playing. And we have some other announcements about people we're going to bring on board as far as baseball season is concerned. So if you want more coverage of Cardinal baseball, this is a place to come. And, and you're and not getting some, better access than what he sites. has. So, a lot of good sites yeah. are going to provide it. But we're going to do some things differently. We'll have some fun doing it. Hey, we want to thank the folks here at the Home Loan Expert for having us in here the last hour, letting us take over their uh, their conference room to uh, to do the show. And uh, James and Jason Gillespie for, uh, for stopping yes, by sir. and talking to them. Looking forward to working with them down the road as well. More importantly, we thank everybody for checking us out. And we certainly appreciate what Amory, Illinois, and certainly our good friends over at Munganass, what they've been able to do for us. And we got a lot of other fun things coming up. Absolutely. He is Mike Claiborne. I'm Joe Roderick. This has been Lunch with Claves and Joe. Powered by Amherst, Illinois. Driven by Munganass St. Louis Acura. Also sponsored by the Home Loan Expert. Find them online, thehomeloanexpert.com. The Home Loan Expert just had an amazing contest out there against the corporate lenders. 93 to 19. Now, Coach, what are your thoughts? Today we put it all on the court. Great work, great loan options, all that hard work paid off for us. Darius, amazing performance. You were getting rates that nobody else could touch. How'd you do it? Honestly, it's 
we're really coming together as a team. And our process is always streamlined. That's why we take 21 days to close. Coach, any final thoughts? Go with the lender who's outplaying the rest. Get started today at thehomeloanexpert.com.